0: so here we are again here we are again (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah you've been part of the kind of the one health initiative um tell me a little bit what that is yeah the One Health
1: Project gets its name from the One Health approach, which basically brings together a variety of disciplines like public health, nursing, environmental health and and medicine. So the idea is to bring all these disciplines together to kind of work effectively to address a pandemic like uh, this one before it even starts and, and kind of put a stop to it before it leaves an area or a country. If you look at Ebola when it happened in West Africa, I think some f- four years ago, you have all these people dying and you have this in- impact on the economy and then a at the time about 10 countries being affected by it so you want to stop it before it goes out of especially for a disease like
0: ebola so is this this is it's very much it sounds like um and Interdisciplinary type of um, program, or they take yeah. an interdisciplinary approach to public health issues.
1: Yeah. More recently, I think we're taking a more interdisciplinary approach to a lot of things. You look at education; we're not just talking about educators, talking about their experiences, but we're but we we're tapping into disciplines like cognitive science. So you. So I think it's becoming becoming more common take that kind of approach, and it it makes sense to me.
0: So, with One Health, I know you went, boy, you went all over the world. Um, tell me a little bit about what are what were some of the things that you did. Yeah, I joined the
1: second phase. The GHSA, the GHSA stands for the Global Health Security Agenda. Uh, the first phase I completely missed out, and um, but I went with. I worked for our university i was contracted to to work as a consultant on the second project and we the the project was in um parts of east africa and southeast asia so in africa you have ethiopia kenya uganda uh, i believe rwanda um tanzania i think um the drc cameroon and then later senegal was added Mm. Um, I'm not sure that partnership was as fruitful for a variety of reasons, but it was added. And then in Asia, you have Indonesia, Thailand,
0: um,
1: Indonesia, Thailand, Malaysia, and Vietnam. Mm. yeah, so I, I I traveled to both to Africa and Asia in Southeast Asia. So if I went to Kenya on, on multiple occasions to deliver when we'll talk about this in a little bit um but I, and then i also went to senegal and uh, so the african uh, group is called OSHEA. it's uh one health for central and eastern africa it's just an acronym yeah. and then you have for the asian countries you have cea uh, which is s-e-a-o-h-u-n stands for southeast asia one health university group
0: So if I could ask, as as not not being a public health um, person yourself, you know, kind of what role what was your role in some of those? Yeah. um, As an instructional designer.
1: Right. Uh, Exactly. I don't know. I'm not a public health professional. My training is not in public health. So my role really is to teach faculty who train doctors and veterinarians, public health professionals, to train them on how to integrate the One Health approach into their curriculum. That's, that's part of it. The other part is in addition to integrating it to the curriculum, we also wanted it to have a larger and more wider reach. What that meant was that the content had to be put online because yeah. like I said, we weren't just training in-service professionals. We were also training people that are already in, in the profession. So, and they're not always near a university. They're not always right. uh, close to any educational institution. So you need to reach those people as well. So one way to do that, one way to reach them is to put this in a, in a more accessible space and in Mm -hmm. a way that's engaging so so it's this is not just about reach it's also about for for, you can just send them a correspondence that that's that's that could be sufficient but we wanted to go beyond information dissemination into engaging them in in learning about this new
0: approach so okay so you're not just designing kind of materials to put out there but really we're we're Educating people on a process, on a process of delivering kind of um, ongoing learning. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We were working with universities in in, uh, at times up to three universities in countries. Um, If you go to Asia, up to 17 universities. So that tells you how Mm. broad uh, the the project has been. Yeah. So we, we go in and we start talking about instructional design. And in in many instances, you have people looking at you blankly and wondering what instructional design is because I suppose they haven't heard of
0: that before. No,
1: I haven't met anyone with that title. A lot of the people that work in, in our space who are doing the work of instructional designers tend to have different titles or and also tend to come from different backgrounds. Compared to compared to us, we're specifically trained. Well, we're not specifically you and I are not trained as instructional designers. But, you know, the um, but here in the U.S., let me just put it this way here in the U.S., you can be trained as an instructional designer. Right. In places that I've went to, say, Kenya, you have individuals that are trained as IT professionals who somehow end up working out of universities and slowly take up the responsibilities of building up their skills on how to teach
0: and education in general. We used to see that a lot more here. We see it less now yeah. as, as instructional design has really taken on. It has, I think, gotten its foothold a little bit more as, as a recognized field, yeah. you know, yeah. in this context. Yeah.
1: I agree. Um, yeah. So and, and part of our responsibility is also to kind of to also train them as well, train those professionals. Mm-hmm. And when we go initially, the first thing that's that's done is trying to understand what kind of support do faculty have? And if mm, we uh-huh. do the, the training, it usually lasts uh, from four to a minimum of four days to about two weeks. Okay. And two weeks wow. is rare. Usually it's, I would say it's about five, four to six days. Wow uh, so we, you train them and then and then you leave and you have to ensure that there is enough support for them to go on and certainly we're this is not a one-time thing we're going to go back again after a while but when you go back you we expect a certain amount
0: of progress how, how successful do, um, would you say the programs are in say raising the awareness on, on public health issues <laughs>
1: Yeah. I have no, I have no idea. I I can only talk about our success in getting faculty on board and yeah. And, and then getting them to embrace some of the ideas we talk about. You know, the thing is that you go, when we go in and talk about these concepts of instructional design, start from backward design. We, we don't really call it backward design, but we talk about how to approach designing learning. And there's always a pushback about, you know, I, you know this is a Western idea you're bringing here. We, uh-huh. you're, you're talking about starting with a curriculum or, or kind of writing your, your syllabus. But look, I don't write my syllabus. My syllabus is given to me. Uh, my books are given to me from the department or at times even from the ministry of education. Hmm. So I don't have any control over that. And, and you know, we have to address all of those things and say, yeah, no, we get it. And assessment is another big thing. I think we should devote maybe a day or two to talk about just assessment and how the thinking usually is it's just not aligned with the the literature that we know and understand yeah. especially here and and so the the just to to summarize the what the challenge is assessments tend not to reflect the objectives of the lesson assessments appear to just stand by themselves and they appear to be kind of this gate that students need to go through by I don't know how by I don't, a miracle
0: at times no i i can understand that and i can see that you know some some of that i imagine stems from some of the um you know older ideas about teaching and learning you know and some of that 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 notion of the the banking idea of education right mm-hmm. and so like yes it's it's a teacher's job to make deposits and you know the student's job to demonstrate that there's still a balance in the account (laughs) you know um and this that's that's very different than you know students coming and showing that you know there's value there regardless of what the the balance shows right 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 yeah
1: yeah i understand it as well um but that's just a challenging area there are other areas where we have succeeded in helping faculty think about just the structure of their course. Yeah, you don't have control over what comes your way, but you can always restructure things. You can always... Um, find a way to meaningfully engage your students and we give them tools and tips and not just not just talk, but we use the actual strategies we talk about in, in the trainings themselves. And I think that's the best way to to teach people how to teach differently is to teach them differently and show them that it's effective. Right.
0: Right. So let me try to kind of round us up on, on, on this, this topic here. So, you know, this, this One Health project, the One Health initiative that you've worked on and some of the ways that they are, they take an interdisciplinary approach in so many of the things that they do. Um, and also in introducing instructional design to a lot of context, a lot of environments that that um maybe haven't had a lot of exposure to instructional design and instructional design ideas i think you know it presents a very interesting framework for you know institutions in within emerging contexts to think about how they can do work right yeah. especially do that work of bridging the things that happen within Institutions within universities, within the um, public and private relationships, and and how what happens in those spaces is communicated to the public. I think it's brilliant that One Health uses public health issues as a way to kind of um, introduce instructional instructional design into the fabric of teaching and learning within different contexts. Yeah, no, totally agree. All right. Awesome.